The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing, right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. If you're new to the show, I'm so glad you're here. It's going to be great. You're going to learn so much about how to create an amazing life for yourself. And if you've been coming along for a while, then welcome back. we got a good one for you today. So what if there was little things you could do, little ways that you could create a big change in your life. I'm super happy to talk about manifesting, and we're going to talk about that tiny book of manifesting. So we have with us today author Jeffrey Siegel, who as we um, we're going to discuss his book. So cute. I love this book. I'm in love with this book. I'm like sleeping with this book under my pillow right now as we're going to talk about some really concise, easy to understand manifesting techniques, including his code of life that when we learn how to live, that makes manifesting easy and beautiful. Something we all really need. So welcome to the show, Jeffrey. Well, good morning. Good afternoon, wherever anybody is watching. And thank you so much for having me on. I'm really looking forward to talking with you. Yeah, me too, you. So let's talk a little bit about your story, because you have an interesting story about how you kind of came from being a, a mainstream kind of guy to find a kind of a miserable mainstream kind of guy to find finding this incredible life in the in this all other world, this world of like healing and manifesting and crystals. And bookstores, how did you get there? How did I get there? Well, it, it, the path really started on being a, a, a diligent student, like, you know, so many people and going to going to college, university. And then I went on to law school and I became a lawyer. And um, for, for actually a number of years, I, I enjoyed it for the most part. But after about eight, nine years or so, I really started to want to do something else with my life. It was just too much stress and, and, you know, adversarial relations all the time. And, um, and so I was like really wanting to get it, get out, but the golden handcuffs of law, um, and the money, you know, that the revenue and income that I would get from being a lawyer were just too much for me to, to just up and leave. And it took me a good 25 years till I finally left. And after I, um, as I say, gave myself cancer, which finally woke me up a bit with a swift kick in the rear. And I finally decided that I needed to do something else with my life. And so I opened Mystic Journey Bookstore. Yeah. And you kind of like in order to heal your cancer, you want you you explored uh, the world of alternative healing and, and got rid of your cancer that way. Yes. You know, when when I was it took them a while to diagnose my cancer when they finally did. And they wanted 
Um, they, they, they wanted me to have surgery and I did that. And then they thought they got it and I was good to go. And like on the first follow-up, they're like, sorry, we made a mistake. You need chemo. And just intuitively, I was like, that doesn't feel right. I don't want to do that. It was, it was like that. I mean, there was no question in my mind. And, um, and so I put together a, um, a team of healers. Um, I had a, a body worker and an energy worker and an acupuncturist and a regular therapist. And we all worked together along with the universe and um, whatever it was that the doctors and the x-rays or whatever they are, the MRI saw that led the doctors want me to take chemo, it just disappeared over six months. It went away. So maybe that was sort of like the, the proof that you needed or the experience you needed to have to kind of sell you on this world of alternative medicine and healing. Yeah, you know, well, it's interesting. You know, I opened the bookstore. I get asked a lot, why Why did you open a, a bookstore? I mean, in 08, it was sort of a time when like Kindles and Nooks and things were all coming out and nobody thought of opening a, opening a bookstore. But spirituality, even, even through all the trials of law, maybe it's what, part of what allowed me to stay in it so long, was really my the core of my being and, and my passion. And that's what led me to, um, you know, to open the bookstore. The experience with the alternative healing reinforced what I had already been, the teachings I had already been given. And certainly um, to share what happened with me and, and my path with others is really, you know, a huge part of why I opened, why I opened the, the bookstore. Cause I, I mean, in, it was taught to me long ago that, I mean, serve being of service to others is the greatest thing you can do. And that's what I wanted to do with the bookstore. I love bookstores like that. I love them so much. And I'm so glad yours is still going because I know a lot of them didn't make it through the pandemic. And it, it's just always been for, for me. I started working at a new age bookstore when I was 19, way back in the 80s, 80, 1987 or something like that, you know. And it was like this, um, it was in Northampton, Massachusetts, this haven for me as a emerging psychic. And I was like starving for this information. And and there, this was a lifeline for so many of us in the community. And I'm sure yours, yours is like that too. Yes. Um, you know, we get, we've been around actually, it's, um, two weeks from yesterday is our 14th anniversary. And, um, and we've really, you know, people, people know us and they know to come, come to us and, and our staff is fabulous. And, and they, a lot of my staff have been with me a long time, usually in retail, the turnovers, you know, pretty rapid, but not, not with us. Cause it's, you know, it's a wonderful place and everybody who's with us is, you know, there to help. It's there to help others. And yours, yours is in, is it Santa Monica or Santa Barbara? Where, where is it? Yeah, we're in, we're in Santa Monica. It was interesting. We, you know, we opened up in 08 at the time of the crash. That was like, what are you doing? Um, but then we, we, we ended up moving during COVID um, along with my crystal gallery. We, we moved to, to, to Santa Monica and it was interesting because when we reopened, it was, it was August of 2020, which was again in the middle of like the throes of COVID. And, and it was really brilliant because we were like this shining light when so many businesses were closing, we opened in a new place and it was really um, a wonderful thing. I love it. And what's the name of your store? So any, anyone who's in, in Cali can come visit. Yeah, we're, we're Mystic Journey Bookstore and our, our crystal galleries, Mystic Journey Crystals. And, you know, we can be found, you know, online and we have tons of social media at Mystic Journey LA, TikTok, Instagram, all of those things now. And, you know, and it's really just from continued support of the community and the community at large too. We've actually started doing events again for the first time. I mean, it was, we, 
in both locations, we, we had had, you know, patio areas and we would invite, you know, speakers and book signings and, and workshops. And I think one of the things that was really lost in, um, in the, the COVID years was that this sense of community and people gathering actually in person. Right. And so when I, my, my book was the, the first event that we had after COVID and now, you know, like every, every weekend we're having two or three events and lots of people. And it's, it's a wonderful thing to see everybody gathering again. How exciting. It makes me happy. It makes my heart as an author myself and, you know, like a bookstore devotee my whole life. So thank you for that. Anyway, I appreciate it. Let's talk about how you took all of this in and brought it into the world of manifesting and wrote this really beautiful little book, um, the tiny book of big manifesting. How did you come to um, to understand these principles and apply them in your own life? So, I mean, it's interesting. Back back when I was in law school, I um, I went to a psychic, and um, who actually predicted the field of law I would go into years later, which didn't even exist really at the time she she told me about it. Um, but at the end of that conversation or the reading, I I said to the to the psychic. Um, I'm interested in more metaphysical, spiritual teachings and learnings. And she gave me a card. She's like, here, call these people. And I put it away and didn't really think much of it until I failed the bar exam. And then I took that card out. And um, and I, I called this organization, which, I mean, they're called Builders of the Aditum. Um They're a worldwide spiritual. Mm, I know them. Hmm? Paul Foster Case, yes. one of my heroes. Paul Foster um, Case yes. is one of my spiritual heroes, and I've read everything he's written. And study his form of the Tarot. It's righteous stuff. Yeah, no, it, well, that that is <clears> – <throat> it's the core of my being now, and it's the, the core of – Is it? Oh, my God, me too. Like, right. totally. I'm, I'm right there yeah, with you. No, I mean, look, they, so they, they send out like, – when I was doing – Regular. They had a correspondence class. Right. Like they had this class, like a mailing that you would mail and get the classes that I way. I was pretty diligent for nearly 20 years. And wow, I mean, really, that's, that's amazing. I've hardly ever met anyone else that did that. I, I did know. that too. Yeah. So it was, Crazy. Um, I mean, it, it, it changed my life and, and, and it is the teachings that, that come from, from builders of the Aditim that, that allowed me to, to create all of, all of the you got the I real get. stuff, dude. You got the real magic. I can tell you that. Yeah, oh, yes. you got the real deal. I know it's the real deal. Yeah. And, it, and and you know one of the things I talk about in the book is once the techniques that you, you put into practice and they start to work, and then what that for me what that does is it builds faith in 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 the techniques that I was given or that you know whoever reads it, it's been given, and that faith then leads to more. I can say confidence, but in the, in the security of knowing that the universe will provide and it builds on, it. it's like a snowball. And so what you're able to create is actually bigger and easier to create as time goes forward. Yeah. Well, wow, that's so cool. I love that you're doing that. And it's, I don't meet that many other people that have been tuned into that stuff because it's really powerful. Have you been, did you, their, their worldwide temple is out. I've never been, LA. I did the correspondence yeah, class when I was really young and then recently connected with a Kabbalah teacher, Bob's name is Bob Lancer, who is teaching that stuff at a like deep, at a deeper level. And he's actually runs classes through my organization. And it's, it, but the basis of that. That's so funny. Cause a few years ago, like out of the blue in my, in my gallery, 
I, a, a gentleman from Mexico came in and we talked briefly and then he came back later with his son. He's like, I need you to go and have lunch with me and I need you to meet this person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even know this guy from Mexico, really. And I was like, OK. And so I went to lunch and I ended up meeting what, what I would call my next teacher, a Kabbalah really? teacher. Wow. Yeah. Just like, Just like me. And he's the real guy. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll share, you know, Bob with you at some point, like later, you know sometime when we're offline because you know you should know this guy yeah. he's, he's pretty he's also incredibly good yeah awesome thank you yeah wow so that's incredible wow what an, an interesting coincidence and not coincidence right so you boiled yeah, down these exactly. teachings into this no wonder i've been sleeping with it under my pillow i was kind of i kind of wasn't kidding when i said that i was like there's something about this material that was really like mm, for me so so let's talk about you have this thank um you. this code Let's talk about the code and what that means to you. So, I mean, I think, oh, look, there there are many books written on on how to manifest and techniques to do that, you know, from Power of the Subconscious Mind, many famous books and and um, and then some that are a little a little, you know, a little less known. And and one can put those techniques into practice. And I do believe just with those techniques over time, if diligently followed, you know, can, can work to assist and guide someone in manifesting what they want in their life. But I, I believe that really to, to, to facilitate the process and really to create more of what you want, there's more than just technique involved. There's a, there's a mindset and, and, and it has to sort of in, in, encapsulate um, or enclose the, the techniques. And those are certain ways that I perceive as ways to live. I mean, look, if you go around, if, if you learn the, the techniques of, you know, thinking and visualizing really good things and you walk around all day saying life sucks, well, what you want to manifest is not going to happen because when you speak, it's really what's in your mind and in your mind's image. And so what, what's there is suckiness, not what you want. I always say it's not so much thinking about what you want. It's quit thinking about what you don't want. And that's a trick. Yes. And, well, and that's exactly right. And it, it's not, I mean, in, in, in doing not only the techniques, but living in a certain way, it's, it's not easy. I mean, one of the things, and look, I'm still learning and growing and bringing new things in. And so one of the things in my book that, that, that got added in near the end that I'm, I'm doing I almost fell into my trap is to take out the word try and just to, to take that, that makes such a big difference because when you know that you're doing or not doing, I mean, it's, it, it changes your mind's focus, but to, to actually work on it and make it so that it, you've taken it out of your automatic response system, because that's really what it is, is extremely challenging. I mean, I had another thing that I, I used to do, um, when I ended a phone conversation, I would always say, like, take care. Well, like, what does that mean? I didn't even know what that meant, right? I mean, I sort of do, but it's vague and whatever. And so I mean, before COVID, I mean, I'm start, I started saying, you know, you know, be well, which has so much more to me, so much more to it. But to get to get to the point where I wasn't saying take care at the end of every conversation, it took work, conscious work. It's like a habit, right? It's yeah. like a habit. We have to change these like deeply ingrained habits that we have. And I, before I started doing the the work with the Kabbalah um, and the Paul Foster case work, I didn't think that I had the capacity to change how I felt and thought. I thought I was just at the mercy of 
all this negativity that I didn't know what to do with it. And and that's what do we do? Like, what do we actually do with a negative thought when we have it or a negative feeling? I would fill that space. I mean, you need to, you know, like, I, I think it's important to acknowledge it. I mean, I mean, look, like this mm. is a crummy thought. This is not where I want to be. And to, to move it out and in the vacuum that's created in that space is to fill it with the opposite side of the same coin. Um, you know, you can, you know, I, I'm just thinking of things. I mean, look, even in health, I mean, you can, you can say, oh my gosh, my shoulder, it's killing me. It's really bad. And you can take that out and, and really say, you know, my shoulder, it's healing. It's healing. And, yeah. and by putting that in, then what, you know, when you're saying it hurts, it's going to make it hurt more. But when you say it's healing, it will begin to come out where the body, body hears that in it and it's, and it's healing. It really is. I love that. What a great idea. That's a great turnaround. I love it so much. You know, I talk to my body um, all the time. I I really, I think I talk to my body all the time. I tell it that I love it. And, and if there are any things that are going on, you know, I, I, I do focus on those areas, but with thoughts, positive thoughts. Beautiful. I want to hear so much more. Let's take a super quick break. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. And we are back today with Jeffrey Siegel and his beautiful little book, The Tiny Book of Big Manifesting. Such beautiful stuff that I love here. So let's talk about worry. Worry is one of those things that we all do. It's sort of poisonous. It's sort of poisonous really to the process of manifesting. What do we do when we worry and how do we not worry so it, it it certainly is a great challenge i mean worry is is to me it's sort of repeatedly thinking negative thoughts and negative thoughts and as i say in the book i mean worry is the worst form of meditation i mean because you're you're dwelling on it and um and, and in my opinion the thing to do i mean it's similar that what we talked about just before the break it's a matter of finding feeling finding what you want and 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 to begin to focus on that. And again, this isn't, it's not easy, but there, and, and it, it goes with my, my thought about small steps to, to create what you want. I mean, you know, you, let's say somebody's worrying about money. Okay. It's a pretty common thing. I think pretty common worry and it can become overwhelming. And what I tell, you know, what I tell my clients when I do my life coaching, if they, if they have this issue is, is, is to take things in bite-sized chunks. I mean, Figure out something that is, you know, like not like I'm going to win the lottery or I'm going to get the, a job that is, you know, going to make me a quarter of a million dollars a year. I mean, there are smaller steps that one can take to create more abundance in their life monetarily and generally. And again, this goes to what, what we talked about at the very beginning. If a person can get that one thing to manifest, they're like, wow, 
this worked, right? This actually worked. And then when they take the next step with something a little bigger, they go in with confidence. I mean, you know, I carry, um, I carry around for I don't know, decades, a little posted in my wallet that says faith is the key. And I really believe that. I mean, because when you start to doubt yourself or doubt the process or doubt the universe, you're, you're, you're sinking your own ship. So funny. I, I, when I, from the time I was a really little, little kid, I just decided that I was going to be lucky or I knew I was lucky. I don't know what it was. And it was one or the other. And I have been, you know, and I think it's that faith. It's like this really deep belief that I have. It's like a knowing it's going to go my way. You know, if it's one out of a hundred, I'm going to be the one that gets it. You know what I mean? It, and it, my whole, my whole life has been that way. And I, I feel like it's because partly because I hold that belief really strongly. It's not even a belief. It's just like true in my mind. What, and then I've also seen other people that have the opposite of that. They just really believe they're unlucky. The discipline to, to really watch one's thoughts and what's going through one's head. It's, it's, um, you know, again, it, it, it takes effort and work, but it, it's so worthwhile in the end. And, and, it, you know, Lynn, look, it can be, it can be fun too. I mean, you can, you know, just focus on things that you think, you know, are, 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 are fun, or like I said, that will bring you what you desire. And those things over time, they will, they will out, they will come out. And like you say in your book, it's sort of like grabbing on to this, the, the success, the thing that did happen, that the little baby step you did manifest and focusing on that win can sometimes build the muscle or build our belief that we're going to get more of that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, look, to me, the brain is a muscle and you can you can work it and and you can strengthen it in in its creative process. There's no doubt. Wow. What what are some other steps that we can do? Maybe I don't know. Gratitude for me is a big one, too. So gratitude of like feeling really, truly grateful for like if I'm trying to manifest something, feeling truly grateful for what I already have of that seems to me to open a gateway to more. Yes, I, I, I agree. I, I am. I live at the ocean and so virtually daily I, I walk out and, and, and express my gratitude to the universe for all that for all that, that I have, that all that's been presented to me. And I and I think, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, you can you can follow any any type of technique and then if you're you know, if you're not expressing the if somebody does something good for you or to you. I mean, express the gratitude to that. That's the thing that, that, that greases those wheels. If you just, you know, they, somebody does something that is, you know, helpful for you and you just ignore it, don't acknowledge that to, to, to the other person or the universe. I, I think it will slow things. It will slow things down and inhibit, you know, and, and can inhibit one's manifestation because I mean, the universe is, is basically, hearing you say nothing, you know, that it doesn't even matter. So if it does, if that doesn't matter, why should what you're trying to create matter? I love it. It's so important. And I, I know for me, there was this big turning point when I realized that I had like an adversarial relationship with the universe or I was like, the universe is out to get me, you know? And then I had this moment, it was like a real moment of faith, like a true spiritual sort of peak experience where I knew that wasn't true. Like all of a sudden my, my, that shifted for me. It was, I was quite young when that happened. And I was like, Oh, I truly feel that the universe has my back. 
and that when I'm in alignment with that, things are coming my way, especially to help me fulfill my life purpose. And how could it be any other way? And that was like a massive relief and like, you know, not feeling anxiety so much and going back into that faith. That, that makes me think, I mean, I think people can have, you know, for, I mean, it's just sort of a cliche term, a bit of a victim mentality. And I think it's important for anyone to take full responsibility for everything in, in one's life. I mean, this goes back to when you asked me to talk about my journey and I said, I gave myself cancer. Okay. I was not the victim, right? That is what I brought in. That's what I brought into my being and into my body. And, and look, and, and so often, I mean, again, this is sort of cliche, but the, these, these challenges that, that come along, they're really opportunities for growth and opportunities for learning. And without a doubt, you know, one of the things I was even b before my cancer, when I was Laura, I was able to create things externally, manifest things externally pretty well. But this was my opportunity to learn to apply what I to, to apply what I had learned internally into my body so that I, I for the first time came to understand that that the manifestation techniques, you know, are not not limited to, you know, to outside physical things. They can be done. You know, they, they can work on the inside as well. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm so like so glad that you, um, you know, you were able to have that experience and write about it because I think it can really speak to people who like when we start the spiritual journey, we kind of make that shift, I think, from trying to get kind of external things like I need a new car. I need a new, I mean, we do need those things, you know, I need money. We do need that. And then we kind of maybe go into an inner plane. Like what am I doing on the inside? And for me, that led me to really be manifesting things to be in service for other people. Right. Then that kind of like the highest yeah, spiritual exactly. calling for me at this point. People, like I said, I think people, I, this is my, my feeling it's in the book. I believe life is, is set up to bring us challenges. I mean, that's, that's where the, that's where the growth comes. And it's really about how we respond to, to those challenges. Cause they're not, I mean, I, I I've not met the person that, that let's just say they're somewhere between 20 and 60 who said, everything's been great my whole life. I've never had one issue. I haven't met that person and, 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 and don't expect to meet that person. And, you know, these things will come in and, and it's how in, in anything, it's how you view what's happening and how you respond to it, that, that, and, and it begins to affect your whole mindset because if you don't see that, you know, look, there's some terrible things that are hard to do this with, but for many challenges that come into one's life, it's an opportunity to change the mindset. And once you change the mindset to a more positive a more positive response to what is occurring, they will, the, the challenges will actually be less. And the few that come, the fewer they come in, you'll handle them better. I found that too, that I see the challenges as like opportunities to, um, to do a deeper level of healing, to like heal trauma that I still haven't worked through or to look at like the conditioned thinking that I have or the sort of knee jerk re reactivity and responses that I have and sort of release that. So I find for me, like I go through a really serious challenge and I work it, I work the, these techniques, you know, um, and then I have like a breakthrough and things are smoother on, you know, on the other side, there's usually a miracle on the other side of that. And that, that's at least been my experience. Well, wow, so love um, your work and your book. And if people want to find your book, Jeffrey, how do they do that? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, you can always visit our store, Mystic Journey Bookstore on Main Street in Santa Monica, but it's it's on, you know, it's on Amazon. I mean, it's even in Target, you know, online. And and I, I just want to say one thing, you know, a lot of people are like, why would you even say it's on Amazon? Well, you know, to me, whether it's selling books or or selling crystals, my feeling is is that there there are there are enough people out there to bring me, no matter how much competition there is for our store or whatever. There's plenty of way, plenty of ways, and there's so many people that the abundance is there. It's just a matter of bringing it in and not being afraid. Good. Well, I hope everyone runs over to Santa Monica and visits you. I'm going to do that, even though I live in Rhode Island, <laughs> um, because your place sounds great. Um, I'm looking at the, at the at the other ocean, and or just get your stuff wherever they can get it, because this stuff that you're talking about really has, I think, the power to help us create a better, more fulfilling life for ourselves. Wonderful. Well, thank you for that. And I really appreciate you having me on as a guest. It's been truly enjoyable. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thanks all of you for tuning in. If you want to find me, you can find me at my website, lisacampion.com. My mission in life is to train psychics, healers, and empaths to fully step into their gifts. Since I think the world needs all the healers it can get, stop by and see me got a lot of free resources if you find if you feel like you're an empath or you're going through a psychic opening I, I know i can help you so drop by and say hi thanks for joining us today on the miracle of healing where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on mind body spirit fm Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.